0: cardinals corner from arizona sports with tyler drake and eric ruby hello and welcome back into another edition of cardinals corner a breaking news edition of cardinals corner and tapping in for this emergency pod as always it's arizona sports cardinals reporter tyler drake i am eric ruby and we are here because the Arizona Cardinals outright released DeAndre Hopkins this morning at 10 a.m. sharp. Tyler, welcome to chaos.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about that for Friday news dump? I think we can Memorial all, Day uh, weekend Friday news dump? I think we all were assuming it's going to be a nice and easy transition into the weekend, but instead, nice little uh, news dump at 10 o'clock on the dot. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, we finally got an answer to the question that we've all been asking all offseason is— What the heck is going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins? And so far, it looks like he is just going to be released. I mean, there might be a chance that he comes back, or not come back, but get traded. But outside of that, I don't think so. I think he's getting cut, and I think he's going to be looking for another team. And we will see who that is. There's three that come to mind right away.
0: Yeah, and and we'll get into future stuff with him. About what you touched on, though, about the possibility of him maybe still getting traded. It's some murky waters right now. There's not really a direct answer to if that's still possible. The only thing similarly that you could draw upon was actually, ironically, when the Cardinals got Rodney Hudson. The Raiders had announced that they were going to be releasing him, and then days following that, it actually turned into a bidding war with the Cardinals ending up trading for him instead of outright signing him. The difference, though, is that the Raiders were just reports via, you know, Ian Rappaport. This was the team at 10 o'clock directly from the source saying, we have released DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Does that to you signify that it's like 99% over? Like even if there is a chance, like it, they, they wouldn't be doing this, right?
1: That's uh, That's how I feel. I feel like they're giving up the rest of their leverage here. I mean, really, I feel like they're – they're just saying we don't want him on our team, so he's gone. And I think at that point, it's it's now it's why would you want to go facilitate a deal that you might have to send a pick back? I mean, let him be released on Tuesday, officially released through the transaction wire Tuesday, and have free reign to go sign him for whatever. I mean, really, that's that's the big that's the big reason why I don't see any kind of trade happening. But again. Who knows? There could be things in the works that we don't even know about yet. So uh, I'm really interested to see how the rest of this weekend goes. But in my eyes, I just don't see him. I don't see them facilitating a trade at this point that I mean, why would another team want to make a deal at this point? That's just that's really what it comes down to. And if they wanted to make a deal, why not do it a month ago, two months ago? When it Just that these are a lot of questions that I feel like. We know the answers too, but there is still that 1% like you mentioned of we don't really know.
0: Yeah, and and let's not focus too much on the 1% because if somehow some way they manipulate this into announcing on a Friday and not going official into a Tuesday and in that couple day span they get something for him, kudos. The reality is DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be an Arizona Cardinal next year. And the even more likely reality is that they got absolutely nothing in exchange for him. Are you disappointed in that?
1: I mean, let's 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 take a look at just the the timeline of all this. We went from Hopkins is a first rounder to, or a first round compensation to oh he's probably a second rounder oh to maybe okay third oh okay maybe a four. I mean we're getting to the point where does a sixth or seventh rounder really mean that much? Of a, I mean you're you're really filing a, or buying a lottery ticket. Uh, I mean, millions of odds. It's a million million and one odds, or one in a million odds, I should say. And it's just, I think at the end of the day, it's about saving cap space. And I think we just, you got to look at what Monty Austin Ford's doing. I mean, it's his first year. He's making these deals that aren't going to break the bank. He's trying to save cap space where he can. I think this is not going to be the only move that is going to try to uh, clear up cap space for this team with guys that are returning. There's other people on this team that kind of, give me the feeling of hey this could be a similar thing of hey we need to need to save some money for 2024 and beyond because i think right now the outlook is you go you go full bore 2024 and beyond with the with the draft capital they already have with their first round pick Houston Texans first round pick and a lot of rookies that they really love and a lot of guys on two year deals one two year deals that Aren't gonna absolutely crush the cap space when they need to end up going out and spend and try to get back into relevancy next year.
0: Yeah, I find it completely hard to believe that over yeah. this time period there was not a single trade offer for DeAndre Hopkins, even if he's not. I just to think leave. it
1: was. I just think it was late, late rounders. They're not okay, going to take that. Okay, but
0: <laughs> why? <laughs> Like, like at this point, if you're if you're gonna be outright releasing him, right? Like, I understand. Hey, it's a long shot. You get a sixth or seventh round pick for him. Who who knows? Who knows if they're gonna be good? Well, you know what yeah. they don't have for him right now? Anything? You don't even buy a lottery ticket, right? Like, you don't have those chances. I'd rather hey, have the they chances. But they've got the cap space now where they could go buy one. Uh, but next year, I just I I personally like. I I definitely can relate and understand with the people who are completely thrown off by the fact they didn't get a dang thing for him because at the end of the day he <sighs> was DeAndre Hopkins and, and you know there's some uh, some recent Gambo news coming out since we uh, since we hopped on here I'm gonna read his latest tweets I'll let you react to it live on the pod. Uh, From at Gambo 987 says, it's unfair to say the Cardinals couldn't trade DeAndre Hopkins. There were certainly teams interested in the draft, Kansas City and Buffalo, but it takes two to tango. Any trade would have required Hop to restructure his deal, and that is something he did not want to do.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think we already all knew that. And I'll tell you right now, I've got a piece on ArizonaSports.com that pretty much says that same thing of they needed two to tango. And they just, I mean, they just couldn't come to an agreement. And yeah, like it says, I, what's it say? KC and Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, those are two teams that I think we all could have expected would have been in on him. So it makes sense. And now watch these guys are going to probably go pluck him off the free agency wire here on Tuesday or Wednesday.
0: I mean, yeah, he'll he'll be, I would assume it's either going to be like the first day he's on the market, he's got a team that he already knows he wants to go to and he's talked to, or I yep. could see him doing probably the most DeAndre Hopkins thing ever which would be um, like a media yeah. tour and like be wined and yep. dined and like in Baltimore today I emoji hitting up my man Billy B in, <laughs> in New England today I emoji like it's going to be one of the two I would presume it's going to be the first one where he just has a suitor already lined up before we get into that what what do the Cardinals gain then what, what do they gain from cutting him Tyler because everybody and their mother is going to be upset that they didn't get anything for him. Right. And I think it's an understandable Matt. position as long as you're not like, well, they, they should have gotten three first round picks. You know, the complete opposite <laughs> side of it. What's the benefit? Why now? What are they gaining? I mean, here's the thing.
1: Let's take a look at the season. There's not a lot to go off of wins and loss, like on wins and losses. I mean, it's really going to be about individual growth individual you know take that next step like Cam Thomas those type of guys it's not going to be about the wins and losses I can tell you guys right now it's not going to be about that it can't be about that breaking news seeing, here on
0: Cardinals Corner
1: and seeing the the dead money hit that they're taking this year for releasing him when they did that shows you right there I mean they've got a 22.6 I think million dollar dead money cap hit now that they've got because they've released released him before June 1st so I mean that's that's tough. You can't really do a lot there. I mean, you were pretty hamstrung on what you can do, but next year that all comes off the books. They don't have to split. If they would have done it after June 1st, they split that to 11 point, I think 11.3 over the next two seasons, but instead they do it all now, get it out of the way. Next year they get, I think, they're gonna get that money back. They could go spend it on positions of need. That there are quite a few of them. And from there you just go. And and I think that's the thing everybody has to look at. They're getting cap space back. Yeah, obviously it's gonna hurt you can't get a draft pick, draft picks back, any kind of capital back. But you have to look at what it what needs to happen with this team. One, they need the cap space, two do you want to have somebody that doesn't want to be there in a in a place that needs that culture switch that is going through a culture switch? Do you really want to revert backwards? You can not at this point. You have to keep moving forward. So getting rid of Hopkins is is a big deal. And I think a lot of people are going to be upset about this because of the draft pick, you know, the non-compensation that they got for him. But you've got to look at the future. You've got to look next year. You've got to look on the line. I know I don't ever like to hear that. But you really do as, you know. Philadelphia 76ers said a long time ago, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. Still, trust the process, and I think right now Monty Osfort and Jonathan Gannon have a plan. We just have to see them orchestrate it now. We have to see them hit on these hit on these draft picks, hit on these young guys that they brought in, hit on the guys with character that can turn this organization around, not only on the field but off the field.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are definite benefits from releasing DeAndre Hopkins. Number one is now every time that one of your guys goes and speaks to the media this summer, they're not going to be asked, right? You're not going to be showing up to any voluntary OTAs, any mandatory OTAs, training camps, whatnot, with the storyline being, where's DeAndre Hopkins? Exactly. Why isn't he here? Is he going to be traded? And, And, you know, I do agree. That is good for the mental of a football locker room. That is, I know these words are not probably allowed to be uttered while you're on Cardinals facilities, but while you're going through a rebuild. And Mm -hmm. I think we need to take the shame away from the term rebuild. Like this is sports. This is what happens. This is the cycle of things. This is not a, Oh, so embarrassing. Like, would you rather have a winning football franchise? Absolutely. Do a lot of the teams that end up being big time winners go through really bad periods beforehand. Yes. Almost every single one had a year where they're at the top of the draft. And the Cardinals, especially this new regime, were dealt a very hard hand. You've got a team that had a top three draft pick, but tons of veteran talent. Tons of it. Yep. What do you do? You've got to shed the veteran talent you would probably prefer to get value for that talent. You didn't. That's unfortunate because now you're going to be losing JJ, you're going to be losing Rodney, you're going to be losing DeAndre. These are all guys that you are getting absolutely zero assets back for. Those are just net I mean negatives.
1: But if you look at it Rodney and JJ retiring, I feel like that's kind of a different situation. Obviously, you can't trade a retired dude, so no, I, I get that part of it.
0: I'm not saying in the term of like, oh, the Cardinals should have got something for them. I'm just saying you're losing I got you. You're losing multiple veterans in your locker room for for nothing right and you were already bad so now you're trying to establish a new culture you're trying to bring in a bunch of people and have an entirely new set of faces run this franchise while also marrying that with the old your old franchise quarterback and kyler murray who it's strange to say is the old quarterback now but tyler lots of people have their eyes on caleb williams now and i i don't know if that's how this (laughs) cardinals franchise is operating like yes I don't think they're trying to get wins this season but I certainly don't think they're completely out on Kyler Murray but does this move impact what you think his possible timeline could be this season not
1: really I think I'm at the point now where they're not going to rush him out there they're not going to try to try to get him out out there week three week four I mean I'm seeing it as a week eight and beyond like that's when I feel like he's coming back. And they need to come back because they need he, they need to see from him what he's got after you know post ACL tear surgery all of that because yeah it it it's an intriguing conversation to just if they have one and two I mean what do you do you could you've either got to keep Kyler around and trade that pick for a boatload of draft capital moving forward or, or you pull the trigger and go Caleb and that's that's just a that, that's just something that's going to come up. Like I'm not trying to speculate anything like that. That is just going to be a storyline moving forward, especially if both the Cardinals and the Texans are bad. Like that's just going to be a storyline and it's, it's imperative that they see something out of Kyler before they make that decision. So getting him back, I think he's already showing his leadership is improving a little bit his maturity is improving a little bit, but get him back on the field. Can he run the same? Can he throw the same? Can he be that same guy, that dynamic runner who needs his legs to really be that guy? So really interested to see that I'm just that's that's kind of where I'm at right now and I think you know the Hopkins move shows you that this regime is looking to make its own path blaze its own trail if you will
0: yeah I mean they didn't pick up the option on Simmons Hopkins is gone Buddha is now at the forefront of what the heck do they do with him and before we get into that I do want to talk about the wide receiver room as it currently stands because it doesn't stand that tall. They have multiple receivers who are 5'8 and under, especially their top ones, and Rondale Moore and Marquise Hollywood Brown. I know they're not trying to win games this season. I'm not stupid. But is that still somewhat a cause for concern to where you're going to be bringing Kyler Murray back? Basically, like you said, on a trial basis of, hey, let's see if you can do this Mm -hmm. and... Tyler's not, not going to have a number one big target to throw to. Like, you're not going to have Hopkins anymore. Hollywood Brown is your number one option.
1: And and here's the thing. It's a prove year for or for Hollywood even before this happened. I mean, it's, it's a contract year for him, and now he is the de facto number one. And, you know, he's shown shades that he could be a number one guy, but not on a consistent basis, in my opinion. So I'm really interested to see how he comes up and shows up and steps up. And really, I mean – him and Kyler gelled before. They've gelled in college. Is this, you know, a sign of, hey, let's really give them an opportunity to go out there and just play catch with each other. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And it's going to be interesting to see exactly how Hollywood handles this, you know, added pressure of being the number one guy. I mean, there's – I mean – Pascal maybe on the outside he might be a bigger guy but can you really say he's the number one guy can you say Rondell Moore's the number one guy with his injury issues can you say Greg Dortch is the number one guy with his you know just really not enough playing time he doesn't get the playing time because of his you know stature it feels like so really Hollywood is the guy that's going to be the guy that's going to dictate he's going to dictate what this wide receiver room is made of this year and that's It's really, really going to be interesting because if he falters, who knows? I mean, he might not be on the team next year either.
0: Do you want to know how I kind of know he's not going to be on the team next year? I've got this theory working. I want you to hear me out. Tell me. Okay. There is not enough room in Phoenix metro area sports for people who share names, right? Let me run you through this. We had two Montes, okay? We had Monty Williams and we had Monty Austin for Monty Williams is gone. Done. Bye-bye. One Monty left in town. Okay. What about the DeAndre's, right? DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. There might not
1: be any DeAndre's.
0: (laughs) I was about to say, there's a chance we don't, but there's now a way better chance that DeAndre Ayton stays in this town and and Hopkins is gone. That's why we're doing this podcast. And then it brings me to Hollywood, Tyler. No, no, no. And I know why you're saying this. It's because your nickname is Hollywood. You are Tyler Hollywood Drake because this man's doing TV hits. He's doing radio hits. He's telling me, yeah, you know, we could do the podcast, but I just got to go on on TV first. Like, there's not enough room in the Phoenix metro area for two prominent football figures with the nickname Hollywood. And you're not going anywhere. I'm not letting you. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) So that's my working theory right now is that it doesn't matter if he puts up 2,000 yards this year, man. There's not enough room for two Hollywoods in the state 48, man, and this one ain't going nowhere. I don't but, know.
1: If he puts up 2,000 yards. There's probably room for nah, me. No, I'm
0: messing. I'm messing around. I am interested to see him. Like he shouldn't be your number one, but how are you going to look with Marquise Hollywood Brown as your number one and Colt McCoy slash Clayton Tune slash David Blau slash Jeff Driscoll as your starting quarterback, man? Like that's just talk about yeah. working with not a lot there and if if they do well and they look good it's going to be a lot on on the scheme of of what they've brought in Drew Petzing yeah. Jonathan Gannon yeah. so let's talk hop then going forward you said there was a couple teams on your mind immediately those are uh, I would say
1: Buffalo stood out right away. His I Am Athlete pod- podcast uh, interview was done in Toronto. That's only what, like an hour and 45 from Buffalo? I've never been to either, so I couldn't tell you for sure, but I think I looked it up and that was right around the time frame. Uh, you know, Kansas City's another team, Baltimore's another team. Uh, really, I think it's the, one of the AFC powerhouses right now. I really think it's going to come down to one of those guys, and it's going to be who can uh, who can keep up in the arms race. And I really do think it's going to come down to one of those teams uh, getting him. And he's probably, you know, people say he's not going to take a pay cut, but I think at the end of the day, if you want to be on one of these teams, you're probably going to have to just because of their current cap situation. He'd be traded for.
0: Like he would be on another team right now if they were willing to pay him at the contract that he had signed. True. True, like that, true. that that's and, what, and that's the
1: thing. Does he does he want to take a pay cut? That's and and if he doesn't, where does he go? And and maybe these teams aren't in that running after he tells them, no, I'm not taking a pay cut.
0: Can I give you two worst case scenarios that I don't really feel like anybody's talking about? Um
1: let me see. Let me try to guess. Please. Let me see. Worst case scenario. Disclaimer, I'm not
0: like, I'm not that up on all the cap space stuff. So maybe these aren't possible, but these No, are okay, then tell me. me. I want
1: you to tell me. I just want you to tell me then.
0: Okay, the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I, okay, I knew you were going that way. I just didn't say it. I mean, th- <laughs> yeah. think of just think about it from their perspective, right? I
1: don't think so. I think the Niners aren't going to want to spend that. I, they've already they're already spending money. I don't. Already think, money. But I don't so, think
0: he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be asking for that same that same price now that he's released. I because he's not going to get it. And what's he gonna do? I don't not about, play football? There, man. They've got they've got enough options up there. Mm, I, I just I feel like that's the type of thing where he's probably gonna reduce his price and it's gonna be wherever he wants to go. He yeah, he probably watch wants. him go to like the Bengals or something. That would be incredible. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying be- those are likely, I'm just saying that would be nightmare for, for the Cardinals to then in turn have DeAndre Hopkins run amok on them. Yes. Yes. So looking forward because you've got to. There's really only one way to look with this team, and that's in the future. Do no. you think that this is a precursor to how the Buddha Baker situation will play out in the end? No.
1: I think they've got I think they I think they really want to keep Buddha around. I think they just need to both come together and meet in the middle on a deal. I think from everything that Monty and Jonathan have said about this guy, like Baker seems like he they want him as a cornerstone it didn't seem that way with hop that that was just kind of just how they you know went about answering the questions buddha i mean i remember when they the introductory press conferences i think or or one or two after that they talked about how buddha baker is like the definition of a cardinal so that's the kind of player they want they you know they talked about the four pillars of violence smarts adaptability football character all of that and i mean baker has that 100 so it's uh I don't think it's gonna go the way of Hopkins, but again, I mean if he doesn't show up to mandatory mini camp, mandatory or not mandatory, but training camp, then there's cause for concern for sure.
0: Well, that's I guess what I'm thinking at, right? Because we would all like to live in a world where we would imagine that Buda Baker would handle the situation differently than DeAndre Hopkins, that he would continue to be this almost righteous leader that he's been in the locker room. But what if he's not? What if he takes I mean, you a gotta, page? You've got to look
1: at the culture rebuild, too. Well, I mean, they the, want to have a culture that is rebuilt, that everybody bought in. I mean, if you've got a guy that's still not fully bought in, do you want
0: to keep that around? Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, this organization has proven that you're either in or you're out. You're out. And yeah. even if that means they kind of have to take the hit of it, they are not going to tolerate distractions, like, almost a sort of anarchy on day-to-day football operations. I, I hate saying this about football franchises, especially with people who leave this franchise I'm about to reference, because it's not always yeah. true. But it's very yeah. Patriots-like. You're, you're not... Yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter the talent. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how you think you should be operating. If you are not with the game plan... If you are not on the We Before Me train, Monty Ford has no problems cutting ties with you. Even if and it's going to cost him. Where is Monty coming from? The New England Patriots. Well, via other teams yes. as well. But yes. if Buda Baker keeps tweeting and doesn't show up to things and starts talking about, I want my contract, I'm not showing up, so I want my contract, and continuing to go public with this because. Boy, are we learning that this team does not like to go through public avenues. They tweeted this themselves. How often is that that you don't have an Ian Rappaport or an Adam Schefter being the first one to break this news? It was the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. So if yep. Buddha continues to take this path that you would assume Buddha's been taking, as great as he is, as much as when he's fully bought in, he can completely resemble how you want to build a franchise. If that's not the player you're getting when he walks in the door every single day, they've shown they don't care. So how, how am I going to sit here convinced, Oh, they're not going to trade Buddha. They're just going to go figure out a contract situation. It looks like they play hardball no matter your talent level. (laughs) It's, It's not concerning, but it's almost intriguing at this point. Like, okay, stand up for yourself don't be pushed yeah. around by players because last off i uh be they frank were. this team was pushed around by Marcus golden like yeah like no, they, yeah you're right like they the hold in. yeah they got pushed around that's not and nothing happening. Did jump,
1: man he does he deserved to get it he did deserved to get another deal I mean it obviously didn't translate to that this season but or this last season but hey man like he went out and got his and and that's I mean we saw that full i mean i think we all knew it was a hold-in it just wasn't considered a hold-in
0: right i mean it was one of those things where hey are you holding in no okay that's a lie cool let's move on like like, oh my arm hurts (laughs) yeah and so like what does buddha have a back injury coming into training camp or or what is it because unless he's there and he's fully bought in which it might just take money it really might but yeah it might not. Like, there might be more to this. I don't know. I, I'm I'm intrigued less so because of how Hop handled this, but more of how this new regime handled it. So is there anything else that you wanted to touch on when it comes specifically to what this means in the now, in the future, for the Cardinals, for DeAndre Hopkins? Is there anything we haven't hit yet?
1: You know, I think just for me, it's it's – this is, a, this is a move that is for the future. I mean, I think that's what we all have to take it as, is the non-compensation hurts, but it is a move that puts them in a better spot down the line than
0: they are right now. Then I want you to give me your final takeaways. Look back at the DeAndre Hopkins era. You trade him, okay. trade for him, for David Johnson, a second-round pick, and practically swapping fourths. Yeah, Now he's gone. I mean,
1: yeah. What happened? Great trade. Great trade. I thought it was a great trade. Still think it's a great trade. Uh, and he showed that. I mean, that first year, he went off. I mean, the Hale Murray is, is a definite thing that a lot of people are going to remember from his time in the desert. Uh, you know, obviously, after that, things kind of got rocky with just the injuries and the six-game suspension for performance-enhancing drugs and all of that. So, uh, obviously, it started off amazing, but ended... I think in a way that a lot of people didn't see it shaking out. Uh, and that's really what I got. I think he was a great dude to talk to when we did get to talk to him. Uh, you know, he gave me the time during the Super Bowl week to, uh, you know, chat with me about his status. So I appreciate that from him and uh, wish him all the, all the best of luck moving forward, but you really got to turn the page if you're the Cardinals. I mean, this is this, you can't be stuck on one player. You got to move forward and you got to figure out what's next because you can't sit around just thinking, Oh man, maybe he'll come back. you you've got to, you've got to, Be assertive in the way, in the direction you want to take this team.
0: All right. I feel like I keep on teasing one last thing, but truly one last thing here. Shout out to Tony Jefferson. Retiring after nine seasons in the NFL to become a scout with the Ravens. Spent four seasons with the Cardinals from 2013 to 16. Undrafted rookie. Come in. Fight your way up to the top. Work your way into a secondary rotation. Patrick Peterson, Tyre Matthew, Deion Buchanan, Rashad Johnson, Gerard Powers, the no-fly zone. Any memories yeah. from Tony Jefferson's time here in the Valley that are worth sharing?
1: Man, he just—you know—for me, you know, he was a great, great contributor on the field. But I, dude, he had a really solid Twitter game. I thought, oh, he oh, hundred percent, great
0: Twitter game. <laughs> I think my favorite uh, tweet from him, and I, I'm looking it up right now to make sure that it was him, was when he basically was like, "Yeah, I, I needed glasses my entire NFL career." Yeah. I was well, playing blurry. I think it was with
1: the Jameis uh, Winston thing, and I think he said the same thing.
0: Yeah, like the fact that you could become a professional athlete at the highest level, especially yeah, one that re- requires vision, right? You're secondary. You're not just down in the trenches. And it'd be like, yeah, I, I kind of couldn't see that entire time. That's hilarious. Wow. If you want to get a recap wow. of Tony Jefferson's career, all of that, find it on the Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com along with all of Tyler's great work covering what happened with Andre Hopkins, how they got here, the Cardinals contract situation with him, and everything going forward. It's Amazing to keep up with what Tyler is doing, and our producer Jeremy's giving me the hey, I got, I got something to say, so we're going to give the floor well, you, to him.
2: You missed calling him Hollywood again because he brought up how he talked to DeAndre Hopkins one on one. Yeah, yeah. So like, okay, okay, you calling okay. Him, like, number oh, but, one, but,
0: but what you don't get is he, you know, because he's so Hollywood, is that he berates me afterwards
2: for bringing it up? You uh, know? Okay, so here's number two. We couldn't have two Chandlers in Arizona as well. Mm. Chandler Jones oh. and Chandler Arizona, Chandler Arizona, yeah, and, and then also. A little overarching look at this move we think about how they didn't give the contract to reddick they didn't give the contract to Chan- chandler jones they didn't bring back a couple guys this offseason. you know jj and 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 rodney obviously retired but you got to look at where the trend is going they yeah. didn't want the big contract on their roster anymore yep. and it's because they have kyler's big contract so in order to build around him you're gonna to have to find those pieces to build around him on a cheap though.
0: And let's see if they could do it, right? I mean, that's why this year it's it's so important. Almost now all eyes are on that NFL draft because you need those cost controls, especially if you're keeping Kyler, because his money's about to start hitting. And that's Tyler Drake money, man. That's Hollywood money right there. You you do not wanna be stuck with that on the books and other expensive uh players to be paying good points from jeremy of course great stuff as always from tyler follow him on twitter at t drake for sports he will keep you up to date with absolutely everything you need to know when it comes to the cardinals also on the arizona sports app arizonasports.com. follow the show at az cards corner we're putting up videos we're putting up audio clips really everything of course a lot of it everything. thanks to jeremy and all of his help behind the scenes follow along with us it's a lot of fun at AZ Cards Corner. You can also follow myself at Eric Ruby, E-R-I-K-R-U-B-Y. Hear me on the Arizona Sports app and on 98.7, Monday through Friday, 12 to 5.30, bottom and top of every hour. But until then, enjoy the chaos that is the NFL offseason. We'll talk to you guys next time.